It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at ChicagoverseUnlimited.com. This week, interviewing Alicia Hang-Fu and Elena Ratner of Shut Eye. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here for the CVU podcast. I'm here with Alicia Hang-Fu and Elena Ratner. Did I say those correctly? Yes. Hello. Yes. And you guys? It's Alicia. Alicia. Yes. Yeah. Apologies. Uh, you guys are from Shut Eye. Um, this is my first interview of the year. I'm so glad I'm doing it here with you guys. Uh, how is everything going today? Good. You, I mean, I literally woke up not too long ago. So. Yeah, it's very early on a Sunday morning. It's been a great start to the year. Though. Everything's going great. I've had a, a little bit of a busy weekend, but happy to be here. Yeah, and I want to talk about a lot of the stuff that's happening for you guys currently, but let's like, kind of move back a little bit. I want to get some backstory. Like, How was the last year for Shut Eye? How was 2012 for you guys? I mean, it was good. Summer was really busy. We had a lot of shows and festivals that we played, so I think it was, like, what, two shows a week? Sometimes, wow. Sometimes three, but so that was fun, uh, being able to do all that and, like, meet other bands that would come in and play for those as well. And then we... Well, we finished recording stuff, like, a year ago, but, like, finally put the album out, um, so that was also exciting. Yeah, it's been a crazy, I mean, it was our breakout year, our first e- release was December of last year, and then we kind of had no idea where it was going to go, and it was literally, like, within a month we were on After Ellen, and we started working with Scott, and our first shows were um, the end of February, and then it just kind of, you know, spiraled into, you know... Our live setup changed. We've gone through, like, different instruments. We finally got it together and figured everything out and then released the album in November and working on remixes and lots of cool stuff now. So it's nice, been, man. Been crazy. I dig it. Uh, you know, something really cool that, of course, I want to ask you guys about that just happened very recently. Uh, this past, I think it was Friday night, there was the Sons of the Silent Age show at Metro, and that featured... Um, a number of enormously talented musicians paying tribute to David Bowie. Uh, Shirley Mance was on stage. Chris Connolly from Ministry. Uh, Matt Walker, of course, who has played a Smashing Pumpkins and Filter. And then, you, you know, uh, one or both of you? Okay. Yeah, so when you- it all started, like, everybody getting together, I actually was sick, so I had to, like, pass that up, which sucked. But uh, Elena played that, and I heard it went really well. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that, because it was... You, uh, you know, members of Kill Hannah, members of Echo Droids, like some really prominent people in the Chicago scene. And you guys were performing as Kraftwerk? Um, yeah, it was uh, Bill Holland on vocals from Many Moons, who's amazing. And he was a last-minute addition, and he just, like, nailed it. It was really awesome. And um, Greg Corner from Kill Hannah and uh, Miguel Martin from Echo Droids yeah. and DJ Transit. Uh, it was really, really fun. Me and Miguel, um, you know, we, we reprogrammed Kraftwerk, like a half hour of Kraftwerk. And then uh, Greg played a synth, and Bill played a synth. And I actually played the iPad and did, like, all the effects and the crazy filter noises and stuff and Miguel did like programming and hitting stuff live and they, uh, Greg and Bill did vocals we had like a robot pedal and it was pretty amazing we had the matching red shirts and uh, everybody said we have to do it again so I think we might we're waiting for the opportunity I guess we're gonna talk about it but that whole night was just unbelievable it was like for a, while, for a second when it was like Billy Corgan walked in backstage and Shirley Manson was standing there and Chris Conley and Matt it was just like 
you know, I went to high school in the 90s, and that was like... It was You're like, like what weird, is life? Like, this is a weird dream. I have yeah. no idea what's going on, and I'm like just like staring, and it was crazy. I had to drink a lot of beer to catch up with <laughs> what was going on, but it was amazing, yeah. Well, how did this opportunity come together? Because I know that the show has been announced, or had been announced at Metro for a while. Were you guys initially part of the idea to have craft work on the bill, you know, or the, the craft work tribute on the bill, or, or what was the kind of origin of this? It was uh, literally, I go to Smart Bar religiously, I've been DJing there since I turned 21, and Joe Shanahan, you know, we've always been friends, and it was, I literally, like, parked the car and walked up one night to go to Smart Bar, and he was standing outside the club, and he's like, I want to talk to you about something me and Matt are putting together the show, and we're thinking of having someone do craft work, um, and he brought up uh, Greg, and I was like, we should get Miguel, and we just had the initial talks then, but that was actually... I think it was, like, in July. It was in the summer. I think initially the show was going to be in November, and then they changed it to January, so we had a little more time to prepare and start working on it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Joe and Matt, I think, master, and Chris masterminded everything, and we just kind of, I mean, thankfully got the opportunity to do it. I'm glad, you know, they could have had anybody. They, it was just the whole place was filled with seasoned musicians that were unbelievable, so it was really cool to be a part of it. But. I mean, that is pretty incredible, and I want to... You know, A, I hope that that happens again. And if it does, I definitely want to be there. Like, you know, we'll check it out. We'll do some podcasting. But let's kind of move back to maybe the origins of Shut Eye. Like, how did this group come together? Did the two of you guys know each other previously? or no, we met at a recording. Yeah, we met at a recording studio in Chicago. And I was, like, working on a different project at the time that I kind of decided I was kind of over. <laughs> and then I met her and we talked about writing stuff and we gave it a try. And I think like even just the first time we sat down, we could tell that we were like really on the same page with things. So we kind of just kept writing and, and then the next thing we knew there was like an EP we had <laughs> to put out. Yeah, we started writing really fast. I mean, I was kind of at a point where I'd been a house DJ for, you know, at that point, I think at least like 10 years. Yeah. And I was just kind of not over house music because I never I mean I love it to death but just over the scene and wanting to do something different and kind of um what's that what's the phrase when you're in between things transitioning yeah exactly trying to figure out what I was going to do next and how I was going to kind of reinvent myself and what I want to do with music and then when we met it was just kind of instant and awesome and just really like challenging and in a good way to do something way different and so we just started working and it just went really smooth so we just kept going yeah Uh, hush hush is this your debut album yeah it's the first one we put out a lot of hard work went into that the last two we wrote together actually came together really fast like in the beginning when we first started writing i think it took longer because we're like getting used to things and like when you're used to writing by yourself when you put someone else on the project, like, that was hard for us to compromise together and, like, trust the other person. Yeah, I mean, we were super stubborn. <laughs> but uh, over time, it got easier. And then uh, the, like, latest ones we wrote was uh, Dreams and Died. And, like, those two are awesome. I know, I think Died's what, Elena? That's your, like, favorite one. That's my favorite one. Uh, we started, my one of my best friends passed away last November, so I started writing, like, because that was my, I was like, I have to sit down and write music. I don't know, you know, when you're sad and that's your, your and then she came in um, and had the same experience. So it was like right away, it just came together. But we took longer to finish that song because we both loved it so much. Um, that was it. We just got really busy and that's what took so long. We were kind of like almost done with the album in May and then just, you know, 
remixing things and trying to make it perfect, which n- nothing's ever perfect, but right. you get to a point where you're just sick of working on it or at least like happy enough. And yeah, art is never <laughs> finished. It's just yeah. released, you know. And we just want to work on new things. I mean, at this point, like, our studio's been upgraded. We learned so much through the last two years of just working on music that it's time to kind of move on to newer songs, if that makes sense. Like, we've been, there's just such a sound difference from the beginning tracks to what we're doing now that it was kind of just time to move on and get the album out and work on new material. And a lot of it, um, well, a lot of it was things that, like, either she started writing on her own before or I did before, and then we would come together and work on it together and rework it. And then the later songs, like, I don't know, we had ones that we started off fresh together, too. So there's just, um, it's interesting to see, like, I think it's more interesting for me and her because, like, we know what it sounded like before we actually, like, worked on it together. So it was cool to hear it come together like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, what you're telling me is that by the time you guys are producing new music, releasing new music, it might have a totally different sound because you guys will have new equipment, new experience, new, you know, and, and you'll have worked together for longer. So I could see the next set of, you know, material having a whole new feel to it because you guys have, you know, got so much experience yeah. behind you. Yeah, I think Died's a good example. I mean, that's the last thing yeah. that we've done, and, like, I think it's heading in that direction. I just feel like the production's better on it and... We're just comfortable. I mean, now it's like we have what we need for the studio, and I can mix the tracks at home as opposed to, like, having to sit with an engineer. And, you yeah. know, that took up a lot of time. And uh, Jamie Carter mixed the tracks, and he's actually he's amazing. But it does save a little bit of time and money to do it yourself if you can. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, the re- you know, the record, it's really, like, you know, it's very synthy. It's very heavy. You know, there's a lot of emphasis on melody and mood and, you know, ambience. Was that, like, a conscious decision, or how did that kind of come together? Was that just a byproduct of working together, or...? Um, well, for me, I guess, like, how I write, I was never one to have vocals, like, constantly going and, like, belting it. <laughs> I I kind of give everything its turn. I think the vocals are just as important as the instruments, and with my lyrics, it's pretty straightforward in ways. Uh, just so it's, like, open to interpretation. I know what it implies to me, um, but I was always one that expressed, like, the moods are just, like, how I was really feeling through every, like, instrument and through the music in general. So I would play around with, like, the highs and the lows and weaving it together. And, like, the vocals were just, like, really, like, layered, like, with different backgrounds and effects. And so I think I use that as, like, it's definitely a way I use for expression more than just, like, the vocals and lyrics itself. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I have absolutely no idea what she's saying in any of the songs. <laughs> like, I'm more, you know, expression through sound. Like, I mean, I think it came from being a house DJ and knowing, like, just the tiniest, even like a clap coming in or a hi-hat and the way that that changes an atmosphere and gives you, like, you know, such an intense feeling. So, for me, it's more melody and beats. and I mean, I love the vocals, obviously, but... I have no idea what's, you know, well, that's, no. that's her thing. Well, I don't know. I, this is what comes out because during that time, that's like when I stopped thinking. So, and I kind of just like refocus from, you know, the emotions more. And I think that's just where it kind of comes out. So, 
Well, you know, uh, the album, I've been, you know, looking it up, and I've, I've been seeing this, too, um, over the recent months. It looks like it's gotten a really strong response from, like, the Chicago music press, like, from, you know, some of the local outlets and stuff. Has it felt that way to you guys? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've gotten a lot of support, thanks to uh, our manager's pretty awesome, so... <laughs> Um, not too. I mean, awesome. yeah, we shout out Scott Kramer. Shout out Scott, we love you. Um, yeah, it got a good response. I mean, we had Red Bull feature us on their main site, which is really cool. And um, just like, you know, I met a DJ for Roxy FM in Poland, like online, that heard our album somewhere on the internet and was like, we've been friends now on Facebook for a year. Like, it's weird. Um, just hearing people like listening to your stuff and you know new fans joining from like all over the world that you know you have no idea how you got there but it's just weird and <laughs> thank you internet yeah it's the beauty of the internet man you may have just like this podcast is like a ton of listeners in Brazil yeah. I, I mean I've never been to Brazil it's, it's like the weirdest thing <laughs> right it's it's crazy but you know that's the beauty of music too it connects people all over so it, it's been it's been good Chicago's you know our home so it's nice to get press and you guys, you know, uh, something I saw, you've launched a new party uh, at Neo. Is that correct? It's like a new party called New? Yeah. Well, let's, my friend John uh, Mork, uh, it's his party, and then it's me in transit, and Chris Grant and Ryan Paradise are the residents. But it's all like new disco and new wave, and yeah. we kind of just wanted our own night to play whatever we want. And Neo's coming back. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff going on at Neo right now. And I hadn't been there in years, and our first one went so well. And we were just all, like, like people... Some lady came up to me and said she's been going there for 10 years, and tonight was the best music she's she's heard there. So it was a really good response. Yeah, that's the first Friday of every month. So Nice, man. I'm going to have to come check it out next I month. I was there. Everyone, I, I don't know, everyone just danced. No, no, I went, like, I'm saying if that's, I don't know, I went there, like, eight months ago or something, and it was packed with people just dancing, so... It reminds me of the old Smart Bar, because it's kind of, I mean, it's literally like the DJ booth and the weird black lights, and when Smart Bar was just like a black hole of people dancing. And totally. Smart just, Bar used to be kind of like a dungeon. Absolutely. When I started DJing, it was like the dungeon, and then it was packed at like 1130 of just like screaming people. Yeah. It was the best, so. Um, Shut Eye playing a gig uh, February 5th at Shiba's, is that correct? Yes, with uh, Royal Teeth, who we played with at Sub-T, and we love them. And they just got signed to Warner Chapel, so they're an amazing band. They're really good. They're really great, like, live performers. Yeah. And uh, when we played, I saw them upstairs in the balcony dancing out to our stuff. So that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, they're an band. And then we're doing Shubas again. Um, we're playing the My Gold Mask album release party oh, in March, so that's really exciting. And Those guys are the best. They're, they're, they're so great. Their new album is ridiculous. Like, I've been listening to it nonstop since their manager. We're actually swapping remixes. They're remixing one of our songs, and I did one of theirs. So. I'm going to go home today and email them and be like, why don't I have a copy of your new record yet? It's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. It's uh, They're just awesome. I saw them at Metro before I had any idea that they were from here and who they were, like, before ever hearing their music. Probably, like a year and a half ago or something like that so I've been following them since but it was cool to hear that they liked our album and wanted to work together and stuff it was really awesome so yeah well uh you know what's on deck you know it's a new year we're kind of a couple weeks into 2013 what's on deck for Shut Eye in 2013 
New music, yeah. more shows. I really want to play Lala. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're, you know, we're, we're trying. Uh, yeah. festivals again this summer, so that's exciting. And, like, our sets changed a lot, so it'll be good. I mean, it's definitely very different from when we first started playing. And I think it just keeps getting better, so. Yeah. We need some. We need dancers, dancers and lights. No, I don't know. We need a big spectacle. But uh, yeah, I think uh, you know more shows. We're definitely we're gonna start working on new music now that the craft work thing ended and I have some time again to be normal. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna start releasing more so singles and EPs with remixes instead of waiting to finish an entire album just so we can keep getting music out. Um, but yeah, that's the goal. Just keep keep pushing. Well, last time we were going, like, I think it's a good idea. I think we came up with just doing the singles and EPs because we were going crazy, like, not being able to write <laughs> for that long. I don't know. So I just don't, I mean, it's really hard sitting on material for yeah. for a year and a half, two years. And, and we're living in a very immediate age. You know, like, the second you finish something, you should almost just, like, throw it on SoundCloud and be like, yo, this got done 40 minutes ago, <laughs> you yeah, know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's the, it's singles now because yeah. it's. I mean, it's iTunes. People buy one song at a time anyway. So if you wait two years to release an album, it's like you're not guaranteed that you're gonna make ten dollars instead of two. I mean, it's cool. People are like, oh, wait, you're still around? Right. Exactly. That's kind of. I mean, you, when you think about it, major label people usually do, unless you're Justin Bieber, wait like two, three years to release yeah. stuff. But I absolutely hate it. Like, I just want to play new music and make stuff. So. I mean, you look at Rihanna. Rihanna's had a song on the radio every month for, like, the last, like, six years. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's never been a break. Yeah. She's always on vacation, though. Like, I follow her on Instagram, and she's always singing. I'm kidding. <laughs> she's, like, recording vocals while she's, like, tanning or something. Totally, man. Why not? Yeah. She's, she's always on dates and, like, in the hot tub in a fur coat or something on Instagram. But I'm sure that she could sneak in a new single every month, you know. Yeah. Well, um, I'm looking forward to hearing new Shanae music. I love what I've heard so far, and I can't wait to see what the year has in store for you guys. And let's definitely catch up again before the end of the year, whether it's at a festival or someplace like that. You know, um, we'll check in on everything that's going on with you guys. Awesome. Nice speaking with you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Shuteye for being on the show. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.